0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code
2: ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
3: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods. All at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? Is Dave Hanratty and there will be no encore welcome to episode 349 of the no encore music podcast
2: uh, rainy day Craig Fitzpatrick's here what up man <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving.
3: I don't know why people keep saying this to me. I'm not American. I know I sound American, but I'm not American.
2: You give off American vibes. I think it's I your do. Your yeah. commitment to freedom, <laughs> and you know, striving, yeah, pursuing happiness, libertarianism. Yeah.
3: Well, we tried to pursue happiness this week, Craig. This is a music podcast. No encore. Let's just get right to it, shall we? Um, we got some bad news, don't we?
2: We got a lot of bad news, actually. Tons of it. Terrible yeah. day. I don't even know if I don't even know
3: if I want to play the sting because the sting is jovial. Should we play Let's not play The Sting
2: Let's play The Sting
3: One last time It could be the last time ever
4: It's everything You wish you did know About oh. Fun Box
2: He's a communist If you think about that That's kind of mad isn't it We were so young. I feel kind of foolish, to be honest, recording that now, Dave. We
3: were so naive. Like You can hear our sanguine voices there, not not knowing what was to come two weeks later.
2: Pure optimism there, just like the world ahead of us, potentially a date with the man himself ahead of us in Um, the intimate environs of the Olympia Theatre. Three
3: Olympia Theatre. Too intimate for us, apparently. It was, yeah, but not for everyone. Um, Bono performed (laughs) at the Three Olympia last Monday. And we didn't go because we couldn't go.
2: Yeah. Didn't happen. We did our best.
3: We had a quest to try and go to the show. It didn't happen in the end. Instead, I watched USA versus Wales and the World Cup. It was a good game. That was good, yeah. Yeah. But you know what, man? Apparently, it was the best show of all time. I saw people on Twitter just like being like, "I've never seen anything like this. This was incredible." And of course, to rub the like salt into my gaping open wound, Craig.
2: Oh, did you have to use the word "gaping"? There,
3: did you have to say it again? <laughs> oh god, continue on, please. Salt into my wound. Um, I was on Today FM on Tuesday evening, basically interviewing Matt Cooper about going to the show because he went to the show. You give him good grilling. I did give him a decent grill, me and Ed Smith of Today FM. It's, it's up there if you want to go listen to it. The first half of the show, the music section was literally, he literally goes, do you want to interview me a bit last? And I was like, yeah, why not? And uh, it was fun. It was good chat. We had a good chat. We kind of espoused the same kind of uh, sentiment a bit bonner that we have on this show on the national airwaves. You know, I was defending the man and I was mentioning my own flub in terms of not being able to get there through yeah. my own inaction. And according to Matt Cooper, it was the best thing he'd seen in a long time. He loved it. Felt the panel should be doing more shows of this nature. I was kind of making the point that. Intimacy is key, I guess, but... um, yeah,
2: it's, I can imagine it working wasn't to be. really, really well. <clears throat> Mark O'Brien, friend of the show, sent me the clip of um, him doing that like rework of With or Without You, which I hadn't... I'd watched the interview, but I hadn't actually watched the clip. From Stephen Colbert. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was, it's yeah. on Colbert. Fabulous it's up stuff. online at the moment. And it's him doing a kind of spoken word intro, talking about his kind of relationship, and then going into the tune. It's like, this is so well judged and perfect and yeah. brilliant. And if the whole show is like this... For fuck's sake. That's probably what it was like. Also, Gemma
3: Doherty of St. Sister was like playing harp for him.
2: Everyone was there on stage, apparently. Yeah, well, she's laughing par- part of the crew. <laughs> I don't care, Dave. I'm so upset.
3: The point is, the Bono Box that I know listeners have been salivating over for the last fortnight or so is now firmly shut until 2023.
1: Yeah. At the very least. A, can I interject for sure. a moment yeah. uh, before we close the Bono oh, Box? That's right. I have... So, in the absence of... Sorry,
3: this is Sonic Architect Adam, everybody. Yes,
1: hello, everybody. Um, so, in the absence <coughs> of us being able to attend the concert, I said, I'm going to throw caution to the wind. You brought Bono to us? <laughs> I at the door? <laughs> Happy Christmas, everyone. You know, <laughs> uh, I bought the audiobook, right? Amazing. And yeah. I've been listening to the audiobook, and it's incredible. But Bono's prose is sometimes... is very incredible, but sometimes quite questionable. And I cut a clip... So I'd just like to, before we close the box. That's
2: fair. show you what we're doing. Give him the last word. Exactly. It's not an exaggeration to say, you two began to write our own songs because we couldn't play other people's. Baby steps for a baby band. It was almost as messy, but for me, this was like being born. Punk rock slapped me on my naked arse and I just started wailing, almost in tune.
3: And you thought me saying the word gaping was going to be the most outrageously visceral comment of the day. Sorry, am I crazy by the way or does he sound like friend of the show Delorentos man Kieran McGuinness? I think he I,
2: similar dulcet tones. Yeah. 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 yeah charming like vocal a lovely voice, you know, a honeyed voice, honeyed um, voice. Honeyed. Um, that is a great clip just it sums up Bono, doesn't it? Just very charming to begin with and then going too far and overdoing it. He loves a bit of, like, it, that there reminded me of that lyric, to, you know, freedom has the sense, like the top of a newborn baby's head <laughs> or whatever it was. The City of Blind Lights, was it, or something like that?
3: So, I mean, <sighs> fair enough, Adam. I think it was good of you to give us um, a taster of, of the man as we say goodbye to him forever. It is purely that for the entirety of the audiobook, it's just to pure it. theatre. Yeah. I'll get to it with less vigour than I was going to before Monday, because my heart <laughs> hasn't recovered, and I should say as well, um, it's been very difficult a few days now, and I mean, talk about kicking a couple of lads when they're down, Craig, your tea <sighs> has ruined Christmas. I has, uh, it
2: fucking ask It will
3: not be, as you said earlier on, it will not be a white Christmas, brackets, <laughs> It's a talking reference to cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> uh, Pushty, who was due to headline the Academy in December, has cancelled the show, or rather rescheduled. Postponed. Yeah, to yeah.
2: Unknown date. Why, Craig? Um, because of production issues. What? Yeah. The so the statement reads: we, due to production issues, it's postponed as we want to bring you the best show possible. Hold on, your tickets for news of rescheduled dates ASAP. But wait a minute.
3: Yes, as has been point, pointed out to me earlier on by friend of the show Dave Higgins, you no know, popcorn co-host, good friend Higgs. Mm-hmm. Pusher T's setup is generally him, a DJ, and the house lights.
2: <laughs> what kind of massive production are you hoping to pull off here? Maybe he's investing in his own lights, <coughs> and he's like, you know what? I'm going to push the boat out. Mm. See if Santa brings me some lights for Christmas, and if he does, next side of the year, I'm all in. Um, uh, Dahi had a good line about it. He said, He can move bricks, but not flight cases. <laughs> Wow, bars from dying!
3: <laughs> this tour has really kind of put him into gear. Uh, I'm very sad about this. This gig seemed too good to be true. It, like,
2: yeah, it was like also, 23rd was so- of December. It was like <sighs> pre- coming into Christmas week. It just would have been magical. It was sold out, and it was just like
3: pushed team, the academy. Like, I mean, reach out and touch the guy. Not literally. Don't do that to artists, of course. But like,
2: what do you think is up here?
3: I don't know. It doesn't. It, it's not. It's clearly not a production issue thing.
2: No. Any chance the venue's going to change? Any chance reckon? that
3: he's never coming back and this is all a ruse? <laughs> Mm. Why would you do us like this, Craig? I don't know. I don't know. I have faith in push. The only thing left to say is, yuck. Um, And finally, um, in slightly lighter uh, preamble news, um, I saw this clip on Twitter before uh, before I got in here. I thought it was pretty amusing. So we've talked, of course, in recent weeks about Harry Styles on the show. Yes. Uh, His acting prowess, or lack thereof, you may say. Um, Did you ever get around to Don't Worry Darling? It is available on demand there for about 18 euro, Craig.
2: No, I'll get on that, though. That sounds like an absolute bargain. Yeah. Um th- that a Black Friday deal? is <laughs> 18 quid. <laughs> Maybe they'll knock a euro off it tomorrow. Who yeah, knows? yeah. yeah. Um, um No, I haven't watched it as yet. Uh, should I? It's not great. Um, no. So essentially, I guess... I feel like I've seen that film a million times already. Through osmosis, yeah. yeah. It's
3: always... Um, I think it's always important to check in with people and get their opinions, especially skilled hespians, like, for example, Killian Murphy. Yes. I'm a fan of Killian Murphy. Are you?
2: I am. Is he... Outside the studio?
3: No, him and Bonner are (laughs) not outside the studio. I do love Killian Murphy. I think he's a a fabulous actor, a devastatingly good-looking man. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Might be the most handsome man on the planet. To ever come out of Ireland, probably. Um, Definitely in that list. Top five next week. So here's the thing, right? I saw this clip doing the rounds, and he was asked um, at something on some red carpet. Somebody asked him, Killian Murphy, what do you think of Harry Styles' acting? And here is his answer.
2: He's a great kid. Uh, I've I really enjoyed working with him. I've not actually done any acting scenes with him, but I, you know, I think you know, there's a, there's a, there's a definite um, crossover between uh, music and film. I actually come from that world myself, and he's a really, really lovely kid, and. Uh, very charismatic and we've had great fun so I'm sure he'll, you know Chris Nolan's not going to cast an actor unless he's a talented uh, person so I'm sure he'll be amazing
3: oh the dodge have you ever heard a man tie the himself diplomacy. more of a knot to not answer a question that's incredible yeah they did work together on a film before of course
2: but first not first time I think I've heard a little American twang creep into his voice just maybe yeah speaking generally there he's taken after me can you name
3: the film that they were both in but they didn't have scenes together Should have been given away there by the ending of his quote.
2: Oh, what was the end of the quote? Christopher Nolan
3: wouldn't hire an actor. Oh,
2: sorry. Um, yeah, thingamajig that I haven't seen the war film. Um, (laughs) What was it? Dunkirk. Dunkirk
3: Dunkirk. or Dunkirk? If you're American, yeah,
2: I was confusing it with a 19. It's very good, actually.
3: As far as Nolan joints go, I've only seen it the one time, but it was, it was quite the cinema experience. Yeah, it was say. really good, yeah. And Harry Styles, who barely spoke tremendous, any not, dialogue yeah, in it, was very speaking. impressive. Yeah. Right, um, <clears throat> that about does it for the sad preamble. Sad for me, sad for Craig, sad for Harry Styles. But we'll press on, as we always do. Start
4: spreading the
3: news. And before we start spreading the news like some kind of fertiliser machine, uh, let's have three little updates. First of all, it's patreon.com slash noencore if you'd like to help support this little independent show that could. Yes. It goes a long, long way and we'd really appreciate it and we greatly appreciate everyone who has patreon.com slash noencore for preview content, for bonus episodes, for playlists and for our our gratitude, basically. yeah, Uh, Do a good deed today. Do a good deed today. Tell people about the show as well. That'd be good. Um, Second of all... Um, gotta, you know, seeing as we're gonna, we're, we're gonna preview our top five now, so I guess we should get into the mood oh. by... Oh, there it is. Bear with me. That's right. Hold
2: on. Two cans.
3: Craig, has, Craig has a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> <It's
2: bottled. laughs> Let me just get my key ring and my... Alright, it's gonna be a different sound. Yep. Yeah. Away from the mic as well. Oh, what? Sorry, sorry. What a... I get it, don't it worry. It wasn't
3: cracking, but go on. What a pro. So, listen, um, before we get to our top five songs, uh, descriptor for this week, of course, real quick, Craig, because you put it in the preamble for some reason, um have you been watching much of FIFA World Cup which, World. I, which I guess actually does tie into the top five why we chose it so go on
2: take it away uh, I have been I was almost immediately sucked in after I was like do you know what I am going to protest this and <laughs> not watch a single game I've watched more football over the last two, three days than I think I ever have in my life um, except for when I was working of course because most of the games were on during work and I haven't been watching it during work uh, hello, everyone in work. Uh, <laughs> we're currently missing Brazil, and I'm torn up about that. That's right. Yeah. Although
3: uh, I will say it was nice because yeah, I'm, I'm also a television riot for me in my in my workplace. So having these games on all day is a, is a feast, a riot of the senses. Um, I will say, what a wonderful fairy tale story to see wholesome underdogs, lovely country, <laughs> the kingdom of Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia. <laughs> take down Argentina.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do you game, know though? who I like, got in a draw as well? You'll so be I'm fine. Like they'll shake this off, or they could be
3: the typical group stage crash out type people. Yeah. Anyway, look. Yeah. In the interest of people who don't like sports, who do like music. We're not quite going back over the same territory that we did last week with Richard Chambers. Great episode, um, but we did we were inspired
2: by the by, by FIFA World Cup to uh, to do this top five. Yeah, we're, we're kind of going in the complete opposite direction. In fairness, because around here you can get a drink. We're going to be doing a top five about drinking, best and worst. Your own worst. We're drinking right now. Yeah, um, which you can't get up to really around the stadium in the stadium unless you're a VIP or you're drinking Bud Zero, everyone's of favorite course. drink. Yeah course, watered down, non-alcoholic Budweiser, The Joys.
3: Now, do the top five songs about drinking, because I, I, I put this in the Patreon, and like, you know, obviously cognizant of the fact that there are, I'm sure we have many listeners who don't drink. For 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 whatever reason, and that's that's their business. And of course, you know, no one's here to peer pressure anybody. Maybe you enjoy a non alcoholic tipple, or maybe you just (laughs) don't drink. Do you think this top
2: five is gonna drive people to drink? Because I've got to tell you, my list includes a lot of cautionary tales. Spoiler alert. Craig's on best, I'm on
3: worst. And can I just say, I know I say this more than once, I've said it before. I end of Inglorious Bastards, Brad Pitt looking at the camera. Craig, I think this might be my masterpiece. (laughs) I really, really do think. And Adam, you've seen the top five.
1: Yeah, I've seen both lists. Um, I can tell you we're in for a really good top five. Excellent. Okay. And that—that that is verbatim what you text me before I got the email as well. Yeah. I think this is my masterpiece. I think it
3: might be. And I would tend to agree. So let's just see how it goes down. But so here's the thing, right? I mean, that's later in the show, of course. And it is inspired by the current FIFA goings on, the lack of available alcohol content. But it also is a top five, grade that you've had in the back pocket for quite some time.
2: Yes. Um, it was just in our kind of... It's been in a lot of short lists and long lists, I think. It's mm-hmm. just an evergreen one. Now is the time. It's the time to strike. I just think it's really fertile territory and there's so many different angles you can take with it. I found... It's tough to kind of whittle down to a top five best, so I kind of I left off a lot of kind of classics to get a, a nice spread of all the different things that like drinking can evoke in a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, regret, <laughs> um, remorse, <laughs> heartbreak. Well, well I'm regretting, and there's some party stuff there too. That's good.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm regretting hitting the news sting and then talking about this because I timed it all wrong. Should we hit the news sting again? Why yeah. not? Let's get people in the mood for the news. <laughs>
4: Start spreading the news
3: And here to spread the news like some kind of out of control combine
2: harvester It's Craig Fitzpatrick who put the news together this week Thank you Craig You're more than welcome Dave And Dave you're obviously still hanging on to your Twitter account at the moment Is it touch and go for you? I'll never let go I'm kind of the same. It's like I'm the end of Titanic. Yeah, yeah. It's as funny as ever. Um, no, it's a horrible, great. awful place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah really I don't even know is. why I'm still well, on it. Like, I barely. Like, what am I going to do? sir? looking at Instagram. That just like, is that's even more depressing. You're somehow. not moving on to Mastodon, no? Um, no. That seems confusing. I did download it, and then there was stuff about servers, and it seemed very like. Yeah,
1: is it you not know. just like a
2: Reddit Twitter hybrid? Let's not even. It Seems very fucking, Discordy to me.
3: Yeah, it looks rubbish. No, let's um, not get into the weeds. And I don't want the social media platform, so no. Um, and also, yeah, I agree. The Instagram has become increasingly problematic because it's just fucking reels. If I see if I see a reel, if I see someone like moving it's an instant hide no matter who it is or what they're doing I everyone
2: still see it. is all around the world having a way better time than I am everyone's getting <laughs> engaged and I'm like fuck off okay look so the point is what's going on on Twitter Craig um, so Elon Musk is on Twitter he owns Twitter mm-hmm. and he's continuing to embarrass himself so he's branded Nine Inch Nails Trent Reznor your boy a crybaby after he quit Twitter with quite a nice this is sentiment. a fucking
3: insult from 1991
2: is it like yeah it didn't really end there um But there was a pretty cool... Like, I've been quite cynical of people abandoning Twitter and kind of using their platform to be like, this is the final straw. Like, Trump coming back. And I'm just like, we survived the first, you know, five years of Trump being on it, doing his little tweets. I don't know. Little tweets. Some of them are very funny. He is an excellent tweeter, I would say. (laughs) 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 I don't want to compliment the man. He's a monster. He's a monster. (laughs) But he's very funny. I'd like to go
1: back to... um, So, at at the moment, I'm uh, doing a retrospective look at this year's episodes for uh reasons that I will not get into. But sure. th- we have I'll probably me- figured out. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. well, I'm not saying it. Um, I'm
2: compiling clips of <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the show for reasons we can't get into yeah. <laughs> my personal account. So
1: yeah, I'm I I'm looking back on some episodes and there is a mention to this at a time when I think we were talking about Kid Rock saying something about being in the Oval Office with
2: oh, right, Donald yeah. Trump
1: and him being like, what do you think about North Korea and stuff and that whole thing is like yeah like he can be funny but also an awful person well, at the same be, time but he
3: is very funny there is that clip of him giving out about the lights you know like <laughs> they're too bright you know yeah turn them off turn off the lights turn off the lights it's so
2: funny it's so funny yeah I hate him for being so funny um, as opposed to Elon Musk who's a terrible human See, being this and not is the funny thing. at all
3: and I I was reading this story earlier on and I was like I how much I don't want to give too much time to Elon Musk because I really like this is the difference and again hot sentence alert but like Trump's funny unintentionally so. Yeah. Elon Musk is without All kinds of cringe. Without question the least funny person and the most try hard person ever. Yeah. It's it's pro- it feels like some kind of weird flesh AI that is designed to just fucking cause problems and for some reason he's one of the richest people alive yeah and he loves and an
2: old meme he loves
3: reheating an old meme and you can't say anything on a podcast like I hope the person dies or anything and I never would say that
2: no we hope he has a change of heart and gives all his I just money don't understand the charity. level
3: I just don't understand that like, like this is Piers Morgan times a thousand or it's just like and it's and it's, it's, it's inescapable it's inescapable, and it really... It's that shit thing about Twitter as well, of which there are a million shit things about it, but, like, let's all mock him, ha-ha! And it's like, that's what he wants, you fucking dicks. Even, yeah, like, yeah. The Onion being like, please like me with their photo album. Yeah, fine, it's a good joke. But then everyone retweets it, and then all you're seeing is his fucking face over yeah. and over and over and over and over again. And I hate it. Let's focus on Trent Reznor. He's quit the platform, and yeah, Musk didn't it, take it well, basically.
2: Essentially, yeah. Trent says, as he was leaving... We don't need the arrogance of the billionaire class to feel like they can just come in and solve everything even without him involved. I just find that it's become such a toxic environment. For my mental health I need to tune out. I don't feel good being there anymore. Um, So he's acted on his promise. He's left the platform. He wasn't the most prolific tweeter in the first place anyway.
3: Yeah, so what do you feel about that? Do you think it's a bit like... I didn't even follow him. Like it doesn't matter. Like Trent is a lot more like he doesn't really tweet that often
2: and it's mostly kind of... It kind of seems out of character for him to have a statement on something like that put it up on Twitter or was he asked? Like, No, I believe he put it up on Twitter.
3: Well, I mean, like, I guess the one thing you could say is in this time of social media, whatever the fuck, if you do have a platform, fans might be expecting, you know, where are you type thing. But again, he really wasn't that big of a draw on there. He didn't do that much on it. He could be funny, but like generally would just be like, here's the new soundtrack to Bones and All or something yeah. as opposed to you know, a fucking Lewis Capaldi or something.
2: Yeah. Um, so some randomer just responded to the tweet. and uh, It said, 48 hours since at Elon Musk reinstated President Trump's Twitter account and the world still hasn't ended. Then Musk chimed in with, and it turns out the trend, Nine Inch Nails Resner is actually a crybaby, which is just like, was the Nine Inch Nails there in the middle seemed like a kind of dig, which didn't make any sense. Um, someone then jumped in, might have been a Dave Burner account saying, You're a stupid idiot. Was, Fred yeah, Reznor yeah. is one of the best musicians ever.
3: <laughs> it's kind of your style, isn't it? it it's is, your tone of yeah. voice. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I like on After the Big Fish. Is yeah.
2: it At Cliff Booth by <laughs> <laughs> at Cliff Booth, 1969. What a callback. <laughs> Musk then responded, I like his music, to be honest. But maybe Etsy is more his style. What's that mean? What's that I don't know. It's not even, it's not no. even a gag. Like I actually yeah. like the idea of Trent being on Etsy as well. Sure. D- DIY, you know, it's a kind of his know, spot. I, just, I hate this so much. I, I
3: hate Twitter. I reckon
2: he really likes his music as well. Do you know I, what I mean? Well, well, what's, what's not to not like? It's great music. It is. It is. Maybe he doesn't have quite the taste for that. But yes. <sighs> let's get away from Twitter. Please. Let's get on to Ticketmaster. Why not? <laughs> the other big T. Will it be around for much longer? Yes. Do you think? Same with
3: Twitter. I'm not really going to
2: go away. Well, if away. the Swifties have anything to do with it, Dave, they're bringing it down. Give me bringing the, first, down the Give monopolies. me the first
3: sentence of the story, which I'm going to stop you at some point. Numerous Taylor Swift fans
2: have joined forces to okay. organise... Yeah, is there a more chilling sentence <laughs> in, in, imaginable? This is how it ends, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is like,
2: <laughs> fucking hell. It's like a Plague of Locust, yeah. It's... Um, LAUGHTER hope no Swifties are listening to that. I love you all, um, especially these ones who are litigious. It seems I'm on side with them for this one, to be honest. But obviously, this follows the recent controversy around the uh, sales for Taylor's Eras Tour. Take a master
3: couldn't handle it and collapsed, folded like a fucking. Paper Unbelievable bike, yeah. scenes,
2: yeah. What was going on there? <laughs> um, but essentially, a group of fans have taken umbrage. Um, at the fact that Ticketmaster buckled under what they called historically unprecedented demand, now, as apparently millions of Swift fans tried to secure tickets for uh, <laughs> whatever,
3: that? for millions. What it, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, like this is her peak of popularity, which I thought we'd already been through, but I guess not. Um, maybe there were fans just swarming the servers for some reason. You know what they're like. But I thought this was your typical, you know, psychopath um, Swift avatar lunatic. But it turns out, Craig, that this is actually a very organised and very um, professionally aligned band of Swifties, right?
2: Yeah, no, it's a small little group. It's a, a crack team of about 35 Swift fans who are mostly lawyers, apparently. That's fucking, like, Simpsons,
3: Mr Burns, well, I've got 10 high priced lawyers, like,
2: type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're dead serious about it because they've set up a group chat, Mashable Reports. <laughs> yeah, there you it's go. It's called Vigilante Legal, which is good. It's a reference to Vigilante shit. Sounds like um, a
1: fucking amazing... Uh... Sounds like an amazing Netflix series that's going to
3: come out. Yeah, it really does. By amazing, <laughs> you mean prolonged? Yeah, <laughs> unnecessarily so.
2: And it will gain a cult following, and I will probably like it. Sure. Do you know what? I finished not to get off topic, but just to get off topic. I finished Stranger Things, and I enjoyed it. Do, oh, I still haven't watched that final yeah, two and a half hour it was Craig, good. it's The end of twenty twenty. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I thought, I know we all got very, very tired very quickly of like the resurgent kind of Kate Bush thing and yeah. the nods. And it's used well. It's used well. Like it is that device well. is actually quite moving. That is, uh, like,
3: I think if I hadn't been avalanche by like images of it and whatever, I probably would have found it. It is a very good scene. And yeah. I do think, I will, I think I've said this already possibly, or did I say it on this podcast? I don't know. But that actress, Sadie <laughs> Sink. Yeah. She's the best thing so to good. come out of the show, I yeah, think. Very much so. I mean, she's a brilliant actor. And, like, I don't really want to see that film, The Whale, the Brendan Fraser one, as much as like I love him. It looks like Griefborn. But apparently she's amazing in it. Um, She's clearly going to be, I think she's going to be like, you know, like, you know how Game of Thrones, you're left with all these fucking nobody actors who aren't very good in most cases. Yeah. Some Struggling
2: was, actors. That Daisy Ridley in Star
3: Wars break. and, like, Millie Bobby Brown, Stranger Things. Like, these At least u- we're
2: getting Kit again in a These useless fucking
3: husks who are rubbish. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Sadie Sink, however, seems to actually be a genuine talent, so yes. fair play. No, I haven't seen the last... Oh, sorry, I will say this as well, again, I assume everyone's seen the fucking show. And again, it was kind of, um, you know, like, oh, what's that phrase? Like, you know, this for me, this is more feature than Glitch, where it's like, you know how, like, the episodes are crazy fucking long?
2: Yes. I
3: do think that it paid off... You've seen it, Adam, I assume? No, I haven't watched it. Okay, well, I still haven't seen the last episode, but I do think it paid off uh, very well when the villain is revealed... And he gets a, I want to say, 15-minute monologue. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I thought the actor sold the fuck out of it. I thought he was
2: really good. I thought it was very... Fine, if we're going to do this, I, I kind of yeah dug the indulgence by the that was very like, yeah good, they yeah. they're not doing it for the sake of it like they actually have a story no, there uh, and know.
3: like that, I I thought that that was genuinely great and I will I keep it's it's been hanging over me forever Craig and I've watched so many films yeah. that are even longer than two and a half hours but I'm like oh, did you watch the last episode in one sitting That's my last question before we go. No, I out.
2: broke it up yeah. over two nights. Fair so enough. So I think it's the way to do it. Probably is um, Irishman style. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Swifties, Swifties, So they set up the um, the WhatsApp group. I don't know if it's WhatsApp. A group chat anyway, Vigilante Legal. It was set up by Blake Barnett, who's this 30-year-old hotshot lawyer. Um, What a name. He was outraged because he ended up forking out over 500 quid in fees for... I'm sorry, this is actually Blake being a female. That's right, Craig. (laughs) For her
3: group of friends. (laughs) Apologise.
2: Yeah, my apologies to Blake Barnett. So what what happened there, listener, was
3: Craig assumed that a legal professional could only be (laughs) a man my
2: own sister is in law school and she's going to be tremendous um, she's well, going to be tremendously annoyed at listening to this when
4: she <laughs> discovers what, what sexist
2: her brother is <laughs> uh, she knows what I'm like. This beer has um, gone to yeah. my head. I'm, I'm drunk incredible. with <laughs> <laughs> but Barnett's basically taking action. Um, calling all Swifty lawyers was the tweet. Let me know if you want to be added to uh, GC to ch- brainstorm if there's anything we can do to take action against Ticketmaster. Later post, she confirmed that they were reporting Ticketmaster to the FTC. That's the Federal Trade Commission in the US and drafting a brief to hopefully use uh, to assist state and politicians in taking the. It's being looked at for
3: antitrust,
2: isn't it? Yeah, violating antitrust laws. uh, There was that monopoly merger between Live Nation and Ticketmaster back in 2010. And basically, it just means that you can't get away from... The terrible ticket buying experience. So I think we can all agree, Ticketmaster is in general.
3: Well, if the if the Swifties managed to actually do this and succeed where Pearl Jam could not in the nineties, if Taylor Swift, that 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 would be the most rock and roll thing of all
2: time, wouldn't it? Really it? would. Yeah, I think they can do it. I think they can. Um, because there's already um an investigation announced into the whole live yeah. situation. Yeah. So the live nation situation. I might take a
3: master up now because Pusha T reschedules his gig. Oh wait, I'm going to see National Language. Never mind. Um, anyway, I've got no gigs for the rest of the year. come think. to come to. Nation of Language they're really okay, good okay where are they on wheelands okay uh, they're on Houseplants they're playing Wheelands? oh yeah friend of the show Houseplants yeah. friend of the show it's, it's a band uh, <laughs> and now no Push T gig so
2: anyway look what's the next news story Craig um noted rapper turned rock star Machine Gun Kelly has responded to his critics Dave again once again <laughs> it was the American Music Awards last week did you watch it guys no where does that rank in terms of our awards thing it's not top five Twelve. Six. is it 12 <laughs> Six. Six. 6 yeah
4: right <laughs>
1: <laughs> right below the ones we care about
2: the yeah, AMAs yeah. he addressed his criticism when he won the award for favourite rock artist for the <sighs> second year in a row oh, who's he up against <laughs> Slim i clearly like,
3: fucking nobody <laughs> in a band. So, yeah, yeah. I was a dead actor I believe sorry but like can I just derail this for a second because I didn't write it down and I meant to say it I put it in the Patreon preview see the choice prize announced some new categories yeah I saw that Yeah, yeah. there was one for classic albums classic Irish, classic album. A- classic C- Irish, classic album. Irish album breakout Irish artist and um, and something else and to be honest with you it felt a bit like let's just Keep the sponsors happy or something. How are you going to do a classic Irish album of the year? <laughs> like congratulations to Loveless for the album of the year, twenty twenty two. Brackets classic. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. it's, it's, it's a them I'm kind sorry, of? Sorry, like got mini, it, Dave. It's, it's like, so like you got it re- right. Hall of Fame. If kind you don't, of that's, vibe.
3: that's fine. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you don't start with Loveless, by the way, holy fuck! Like, come on, lads. Agreed. Um, it, it feels also like you know, <clears throat> let's give Dermot Kennedy an award. You know, kind of maybe. Possibly, and all, like Irish artists of the Year, him because you know how successful he's been, and that's not a knock at the guy, but like he's probably not going to win Album of the Year, so it's like let's give him an award. He'll be there. or is it like,
2: going to be fan voted, probably. It's maybe. Ooh, on, I
1: wonder what they're going to do. Yeah. I know the song is fan voted, but
3: also like. I feel like people have been fucking crying out, being like, do a music video. Um, yeah. That's the one you should do, but yeah. whatever. Anyway, back, to the, back to the
1: AMAs, please. Still no producer of the year award. Choice prize, I hope you're listening. not a
3: chance, Adam, that they're going to bring that <laughs> Music in. industry professional of the year. No, no, it's time for Irish artists. Breakout. <laughs> Breakout artist of the year is the other one. Yeah. And I can fucking promise you. Go on. I can promise you it'll be someone who's been around for like five or six years.
2: Possibly, because my nature. thinking when I saw that one was just like, is that going to kind of quell the age-old debate around the album being like, oh, we have to support newer artists that are struggling slightly. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, well, we already have a s- separate thing that supports breakout artists, so but the album is just about the best album, it which it should be. It hasn't been you know.
3: established who's doing what. Like, are the jury who do the album? Yeah, that's, that's all true. they usually do. Are they, gonna, are they now going to have to be responsible for this? As pointed out already here, probably will be fan-voted. But who yeah. knows? And look, yeah. listen, on paper, like, you know, the choice... I think it's a thing this isn't that could use a bit of an overhaul. I don't think this is necessarily the right one, and I was talking to some people during the week who will remain anonymous because they are in the industry, and they were not happy, so be curious to get the actual reaction from people, but who knows let's see let's wait and see what happens you know yeah and I sure. should say again, if you're listening to Choice Prize Committee, Craig and I. We're both very willing to come back and extremely after that, confident. After that, <laughs> I've been very supportive of the Joyce Prize. As have I. Yeah. I time we've, we've ran previews on this show before. We have. we've former we judges. Served as judges. Roving reports. Always talk about it when it
2: happens. It's like,
3: you know, but you can criticize a fucking thing.
2: Yeah. Let's yeah. criticize Machine Gun Kelly. Well, we mightn't, Dave. I will. <laughs> Yeah, I've also seen his quotes, and I think I will as well. There's a lot going on here, so let's return to the stage of the American Music Awards. Machine Gun Kelly has won Favorite Rock Artist for the second year in a row, and he has a few things to get off his chest. He said, "There have been some people in the rock community who called me a tourist. The rock but community, yeah, <laughs> the wider rock community. Amazing, <laughs> but they're wrong. I'm a rocket man." Rocket man I know you will um, we weren't <laughs> this gets weird we weren't born on the moon but we looked at it and we were curious and then we went there Supposedly. Oh, nice. <laughs> and these two rock albums were me going to the moon, but I'm not done exploring the universe yet. And I am all genres. He's which, all genres, yeah. isn't
3: he? He's fucking doo wop and calypso and dance hall and traditional Irish skiffle. You name it. Um, I would love a Machine Gun Kelly skiffle album. I have a lot to say here. Um, okay. <laughs> first of all, I love the I I love tourist as an insult. I think it's a great word to insult people with. It is, yeah. You know, if you're like, you know, you could say to someone who like preaches empathy, but they clearly don't, and you could be like, you're, you could be like, you know, shut up, you fucking tourist.
2: Yeah, well, I, think it's I, really I wasn't good. going to go with the expletive because you can use it in a very polite but devastating way. Do, <laughs> Do you know it I mean? there. Bit of a tourist, aren't you? That's. Yeah,
3: the Archie really brought it home. I will say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Archie, the, the Archie was like, "Oof!" Like, like, the air out of the room.
2: Yeah, I think. Exactly. It's that's what I tend to do, Adam.
3: Whereas <laughs> I, uh, you know, he's a he's velvet glove, I'm iron fist. I, you know, exactly. I, somehow I, we make it work. I go in with the uh, with the explosive leading, uh, fucking, you know, ang- anger and anarchy. So also on the subject of like the rock community, that's a tourist thing, uh, Michigan Kelly. Um, I mean, like, I feel, I feel really bad about this because, like. I think that he is actually a good actor. Whenever I've seen him in a yeah, film... Yeah, you said that a lot, yeah. I, I think he's got something as an actor. I think he's got presence on screen. I think he can actually act. He's yet to really kind of do anything in a lead role that has blown me away, but I think he's got a presence. But as a musician, he's just a problem. And I will say as well, he's so fucking thin-skinned. I know. This guy cannot take any knocks or criticism and is just so... Fucking, like, worried about what everyone thinks about him. And it's embarrassing. It's just like... It's not very rock and roll. This is the thing. Like, it's a joke. And and that's why, like, you just can't... His fucking mugging for photo shoots, the Megan Fox stuff, it's just... He's a nightmare. He's a celebrity first. There probably is an interesting musician in there. And there is an interesting actor definitely in there. But he's a fucking knob. Yeah. And that's all I got
2: to say. Here's the big question, right maybe 20 years from now, probably 15 at this stage when he's finally eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Does he get in first year?
3: <laughs> I assume it's yeah, like, a, like a blind vote.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> off he goes. Uh, Will we close out the news, there's more Trump stuff, but... What is it? It's, do you want to know? Well, well we last sh- week we were chatting We should follow um, up Yeah, because, amazing yeah. kind of rally tunes Yeah, Richard, um, Richard was Richard very Chambers insightful was, about yeah, the... it was. Yeah, we had a great crossroads chat um, We were into kind of surreal territory of all these very right-wing rallies and some absolutely classic tunes Should we know as well, Richard was there for work purposes also went to left-wing rally <laughs> Yeah, <hopefully> <laughs> yeah, like it. yeah it
3: was. <laughs> We were kind of like debating the...
2: Sorry, um, did, you go, did you
3: listen to Crossroads by Bone Thugs and, and oh, after? Oh, quite a bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't it, absolutely love song. I just got
2: sucked in bum, all over bum, again. Bum, 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 it's so bum, soothing. Bum. It's just incredible stuff. Wonderful. Yeah, maybe Duncan Jones should stick it on. Duncan Jones. Now there is was um, a name. Slightly. Yeah. Um, great director for the first couple of films. Son of David Bowie.
3: I'd say good yeah. director for the first couple of films. He hasn't Moon made a good film. Moon was amazing.
2: Moon was good. I loved it at the time Now I haven't gone back to it so it was okay it was good Source Code I really
3: like I will say Source Code was good actually, the more yeah. I go back to it the more I, I, I actually really fucking like that movie it kind of fucks up its own ending but it's very solid it's about 85 minutes it's set on a train which I love it's got Jake Gyllenhaal who I like quite a bit yeah. and it's got a very emotional bit in the middle of it that always gets me and it's got a good concept Then he made Warcraft, which was the World of Warcraft film that everyone said was terrible, but I thought it was okay. Like, it was okay.
2: It was all right. It wasn't that bad. But then, that was always going to be a hot mess as well. Do you know what I mean? G- getting into the Warcraft thing, I don't know. Yeah, I what never played those games or nothing, yeah.
3: but I I thought what was on screen was okay. And Toby Kebbell, that actor, did a very good motion capture performance. Blah 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 blah. It was fine, but people really were like knives out for it. Um, speaking of knives out, I watched Knives Out last night. That film fucking sucks. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. Why does yeah, everyone love yeah, this Why does everyone love it? Because it's, it's fun. It's not fun. <laughs> it's it's, it's so doing so very boring. Amusing. It's <laughs> so fucking boring. We need to the sequel. I've booked my tickets for Saturday. You
2: Vote my tickets.
3: Because uh, like, and here's why. Before everyone goes, well, if you hate the first one, no, it's a different film. I like an event movie. Yeah, number one and number two. Yeah, I want to just you know confirm my suspicions. It might blow you away that Ryan Johnson is a hack, uh, <laughs> and so is Duncan Jones. Maybe, possibly, because uh, the film that he made after Warcraft was mute which I oh, was
2: oh yeah I read about that which I was very excited for and it, and it turned all out the wrong ways, yeah. yeah it
3: turned out it was ooh, ooh, that's a bad movie so anyway he's been talking about Trump has he
2: yeah so Trump is back in the running for president of the United States of America come on um, Donald split that vote <laughs> yeah yeah but he's um, he's back using Heroes by David Bowie as his exit music from stage um He's used it before. Used the first first bid. Um, Twitter users, of course, were grassing him up. <laughs> 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 Duncan Jones, who responded to one, yeah, we've been through this before. He used the same track six years ago. I've been told there is little we can do about it. Yeah, and he said, "I'm pretty sure he's just doing that now to wind me up." Which is like, it wouldn't be beyond Trump, but I don't think I don't so. Think in this he, I, I, no, I don't think he I knows, I don't think knows who Donald Jones is. is. Yeah, <laughs> so it's
3: like, you know, I don't know. I mean, it would
2: be great if he start, if he came out and started criticizing Mute and was like, <sighs> really like Moon, but he's lost it. Like, yeah. source code was great until yeah. you fucked up the
3: ending. Um, <laughs> really like that bit with Scott Bacula, though. It's a very lovely scene. Even though it's over a phone It's very sad awesome. It's a really good scene yeah, It's a good but movie Source
2: Code's a good movie I enjoy it um, It's interesting that They Like the Bowie stage Can't do anything At all about it No um, But like how do you like? How do you stop music Being played publicly it, yeah. I
3: mean like It's just like It's very difficult um, Anyway Also Donald Trump was 76 Like um, Chill out man I know Have a drink <laughs>
2: That's he sweet. famously doesn't drink. Oh, that's right. He's never Which had a drink in his life, he Baffling. Says. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Absolutely baffling. I can only imagine what that would do to his personality, so we're all right. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's uh, fair. Right. Uh, we are halfway through our drinks at the moment, of course, and they are, in fact, uh, lovely. Uh, uh, Thank Adam, you, Adam. Adam did a nice beer we run. Thank you, Adam. Out. I did, of course. So yeah. we've gone through, I guess, we, uh, it's top five time, of course, top five songs about drinking. Um, I guess we've already kind of talked about why we're doing this. Um, how did you find putting this together,
2: Yeah, my issue was trying to cut it down to five, to be honest, Mm -hmm. Um, because just it's such kind of as I said, fertile, lyrical terrain. So I wanted, I realised I had some of my absolute favourite songs and then I kind of, I made a bunch of clips and sometimes what I'll do is I'll play them through just to f- feel the overall vibe. And the overall vibe, Dave, was one of just, as I said earlier, regret, remorse, despondency. So I was like, I got to mix this up. And Craig's on take best, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the best songs about drinking. Um, but it's... There's some palate cleansers in there now. Um, so I mixed it up.
3: So your uh, your cup runneth over is, exactly. what, is what I'm hearing exactly. here. Um, well, so does mine. Um, <laughs> uh, a poison chalice, you could say. Oh. So here we go, yeah. Um, I've got a mood setter. Okay. Because I felt that this song while obviously bad um, was just too much fun to put in the top five so <laughs> without further ado <laughs> let's get in the mood with my not number five but my little kind of you know my mood setter let's go yeah. when I walk
4: in a club all eyes on me I'm with the party rock crew all drinks are free Oh yeah,
2: it's skin tough, isn't it? That is a Sonic hangover I've heard of That's LMFAO
3: featuring Craig. Who's who's on that track with them? Oh, it's your boy. um... My boy.
2: (laughs) Lil John. Lil John, The best hype man of all time. It's Shots. The
3: song's called Shots. It became a go-to drinking anthem, would you you
2: believe? (laughs) Um, Get this right? Would
4: you believe? It was released
3: in 2009, I think, but 13 years on, or or maybe even before this. Basically, during the COVID-19 pandemic, it was used as an incentive at pharmacies and clinics in North America as a celebratory
4: song for the general
3: public getting vaccinated. Um... Yeah, it's also been lots of other things. But um before we move on, um I, I have a second clip here. So, Craig, ask me, when I go... Dave, when,
2: when I when you go to the bar, <laughs> what do you usually order? Dave, when you go to the bar, what do you usually order? Well, Craig...
4: Oh,
2: yeah, you're a fiend for the shots.
3: It's a tequila, actually. I I do enjoy tequila. Um All right, listen, so I've set the mood. Right, we're, we're giddy now. And uh, I'm on worst of course songs about drinking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think all of mine are about alcohol, but of course, you know, other beverages are available. Always drink responsibly. Of of course. course, Or don't drink at all. Yeah. It's entirely your call, and we respect you for it, no matter what you choose to do. But you know, moderation is always the key. So, uh, my number five (laughs) (laughs) worst songs about drinking. It had to start here. So let's let's go on a big jaunt. Okay.
4: While we you still young. yeah we know, yeah we understand who needs to be done. sleep all day.
3: That's right, it's Nepotism Baby Danny O'Reilly. Oh, and his come on, Dave, he's a huge <laughs> talent in his own right. It's The Coronas, and the song is San Diego song from, I want to say 2006, 2009, it's one of them.
2: Yeah. I'd
3: say 2006 or 2007 it's around that time I mean I must say the peak coronas, J1 years this is the um, whole fucking point kind of, of it for right? me and them song, clearly and yeah I think it's from 2007 the album's from 2007 heroes are ghosts Um, so anyway look here's uh, Corona's right I mean like maybe it's fish in a barrel but it kind of had to be here um Danny O'Reilly, right, like, I will say, I've never interviewed him before, but he has a reputation of being a very nice guy.
2: Yes, I've interviewed him, and he's a lovely, lovely
3: chap. I understand that he is, in fact, a lovely, lovely chap, so I'm not out here to make a lovely, lovely chap feel bad. (laughs) Yeah, But he made me feel bad with this song, and I've never understood the the Coronas thing. They are popular. I've never quite got it, and this song is just, like, complete audio garbage. I mean,
2: it's like, going on a J1. What's a J1, Craig? Um basically, you get a work permit to the states <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. for your summer, so you can work and yeah did actually, you ever yeah, right. did you ever do it yeah, yeah, I was in new york um was it like th- this? Oh, yeah. Danny was there as well. We <laughs> went together. I was in the Coronas. That was the work visa. We were gigging around the West Coast. Um, yeah. Based in New York, flying over. Actually, it didn't make much sense, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, this was like peak peak years of summer times in New York. And people that I knew liking this song and me doing everything possible to avoid it. Yeah. Because it's atrocious. Yeah. It's, it is. Um, I mean, there's lovely, no... lovely chap, by the way. Yeah. yeah, he is a nice guy.
3: Um, well, like They're still going, of course. A member left a while ago, and they had an album out recently. They did a Hot Press interview, and he was talking about that terrible song he wrote, My God, a few years ago. And he was basically admitting that he tried to be Marcus Mumford, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, and, like, he seems like a decent enough dude. I think he, I think he knows. I think he's one of these people who knows what kind of band he's in, and, you know, it is what it is. But, like... What what was he at most recently? He was on um. What was he on? He was on like there was some orty TV show, some yeah. Friday Night Music thing that like he oh he was hosting. It with Cody. Well, yeah. i was about to say like the show yeah. was basically like let's give Erica Cody something to do the show, and then he was also on it. Um, but nobody watched it, so who fucking cares? I mean, like Corona was very good. I don't know. I mean, it, it's not
2: a good song, is it, Craig? I had completely forgotten about the kind of um. Bon Jovi guitar solo as well no it's no no like no, really, no 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 it's um, not I knew I knew they were going to feature I was wondering <laughs> if they've another song I'm not sure if it's called The Fear but I remember It's in, My God I just mentioned it oh it, that yeah. is My God yeah because I remember when that came out I was rolling our eyes at like I think in an interview he was talking with about with yeah, yeah. Yeah, a song about the
3: fear it's about a bit of hangover um, so here's some YouTube quotes These guys finished up their tour in the US not too long ago and absolutely killed it. (laughs) They played at a house party full of American college kids who'd never even heard of them, but they played an amazing show. Everyone left screaming the lyrics to San Diego song. Can't wait to catch them at a larger venue in the UK. All right. yeah, how long ago was that? Coming? Thirteen, thirteen years ago. Um, <laughs> still going. I mean, look, I, 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 will say there was a period of my life when I just despised them. I did. I despised everything that they stood for. Without ever listening to the music, and then I got into the music by listening to some of it. Um, by got into, it, I mean I heard some of it, um, and I was like, yeah, this is very tame and harmless and whatever. But like. I'm baffled by their success. I wish nothing but love to Danny O'Reilly. He seems like a very nice person. And the
2: lads, I'm sure. I'm
3: sure they're all all great lads. I don't know them. But, like, this is, I mean, this is, you know, asshole college trip the song. Asshole Irish college trip the song. Yeah. Fucking, like, it just conjures up the imagery of the worst kind of people who I would never want to be stuck in a fucking, you know. Me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're the exception to the rule. Thank you, thank you. You can J1 and be, uh, I don't know, a wholesome member of society. I'm not going to go on a J1 now, Craig. Let's do it, lads. Come on, the three of us. We go to <laughs> <on a> J1. <laughs> right, podcasting all around
1: the globe. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, my number five um, had to feature uh, in some kind of capacity. We were discussing and debating whether Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas last week. Here is the king of Christmas. <laughs> Dave rolls his eyes.
3: So I rolled my eyes because from that intro I thought it was Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs>
2: king of Christmas he's next
3: um, yeah <laughs> did you think it was going to be fairy tale I thought it might be and I should say at this point I did not pick fairy tale New York by the Pogues in my worst songs about drinking because as much as I really hate that song I've talked about that enough already and I'm not here to ruin anybody's good time I know people love that song yeah, so for sure. I let
2: it go so we're sticking with the Pogues um, it's a pair of brown eyes which is my favourite Pogues song and this I is a like, very good song yeah song. <laughs> I love a lot of Pogues stuff um, this is from Rum Sodomy and the Lash which is my favourite Pogues album um, produced by Elvis Costello some cracking songs and it. it was like the moment he just stepped out of doing kind of the quite cliched folky stuff and just became a sublime songwriter um it was a very brief window I think really like there was uh There By The Grace Of God uh the po- Pogatry In Motion EP is really good as well it was probably like a five-year window where he was writing just absolutely glorious stuff and then we know how the following kind of decades have been since and um, I did have that kind of twinge of like I don't think we've picked the Pogues at all before and to like immediately put them in drinking songs I was Ooh, like oh, i check that actually I feel like they've featured maybe somewhere Maybe they've featured yeah maybe I've snuck them in somewhere maybe A Rainy Night and sour or something but like that But they wouldn't be regulars yeah. I did have that thing of being like I kind of do hate completely defining Shane McGowan for his like drinking and the caricature of the man because he was a massive talent We have not picked them before you're right Okay so that's what I'm doing I'm defining <laughs> Shane McGowan as you know his. But I mean like far
3: be if me to put words in your mouth but I feel like you're Speaking to how incredible he is underpinning all of the things that go with yeah. alcohol in terms of uh, uh, as a as a writing construct, I don't know,
2: yeah for sure, I mean, and this song is completely um reliant on that mechanism and the pain in it, and um the kind of self soothing self medicating aspect of alcohol is like hugely woven into this song, it's clearly about um someone dealing with a lost love and then an older man dealing with like post-traumatic stress disorder, having come back from a war and they're both basically in the pits of despair. They both kind of hate each other by the end of the first verse and by the end they just realise that they're both alike and they've lost love and they regret everything. And yeah, he's just like, there's something, there's a real bite and an edge to his lyrics where it's, there's a deep romance and empathy for people in it, but he's also acerbic and funny And brutal and I think that just kind of drags him away and the band away from the maudlin cliched folky end of Irish music it just becomes something else it's kind of quite punk like
3: well I wanted to ask you know not necessarily just for me but a universal question I suppose and maybe one that a lot of people from who aren't from Ireland might wonder I mean like it's obviously very Irish like the Pogues are very Irish you know like the music is very Irish Amy McGowan is very Irish how important is that to a song like this? Is it important at all or do we romanticise the fuck out of that idea?
2: I think this could only be set in a pub in Ireland. It's kind of, it's like early house wisdom for sure. I I don't think it works if your man was in a, like, Pret a Manger. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm getting the ear um, worn off him about this kind of devastating experience. It is deeply Irish. It's kind of... It's very repressed in a way that makes it all the more powerful, I think. Um, even just kind of the, some of the side pithy lines of just, you know, the wind was gently laughing. It's just like the world and the elements are like against you and mocking you and you're just kind of struggling against the wind and the drink is there to help you. Um, so, yeah, I think it only it only comes from a place like Ireland and that's what makes them unique. Um He's a great, great writer and I don't think we'll probably ever hear anything he's penned again um, because he's just surviving, which he's doing admirably. Um, I think he's kind of wheelchair bound now. He has been for the last couple of years, but it seems like he's on a bit of an even keel. He's just getting by and yeah, I mean, at this stage he's outlived a lot of people that used to say Shane McGowan has six months to live. Um, So I don't know. But he is I do believe he is a national treasure I think he's a huge talent I think he's a poet and that's how we should think of him Yeah I'd agree with all
3: that I think it's an incredible song For all the problems I have with in New York like this is the antithesis of that for me I think it's it's an incredible song Now I had to follow that on the worst songs about drinking (laughs) Is it possible? Well I give you Exeter's answer to Shane McGowan You thought you were safe didn't you you forgot about Coldplay and you forgot about <laughs> those <him>. Hellraisers <laughs> you forgot about him for the weekend <laughs> a single off A Head Full of Dreams a horrendous album from 2016 I want to say I Beautiful it for awful stuff yeah um, let's go back so this is him for the weekend by Coldplay Beyonce features on this song which I actually kind of somehow forgot about um let's talk about the backstory for a second here's a Guardian piece from 2016 which says, and I quote, a preview of Chris Martin's upcoming interview in Rolling Stone reveals that the Coldplay singer once presented a song called Hook Up to Beyonce and her producer Stargate, only to have it politely refused. Beyonce turned it down. Chris Martin said, in the sweetest possible way, she told me I really like you, but this is awful. (laughs) Whoa. Rolling Stone puts the anecdote forward as evidence of Martin being open to constructive criticism. I mean, what are you going to do? Especially from Beyonce. (laughs) But it is equally representative of Beyonce's famously discerning approach to her career. The report follows an early revelation, you've mentioned this before, that the late David Bowie once turned down a potential collaboration with Coldplay because according to Will Champion, he said it was, quote,
2: not a very good song. Yeah, not your very good song. I think I've also seen a report as it's not your best stuff. Chris Martin said he called me and
3: said it's not one of your best.
2: I feel really bad for him now he's just constantly sending out you know there was the Johnny Cash one yeah which I like which wasn't a Johnny Cash one but it ended up on a Coldplay album so I guess yeah. that was rejected as well well
3: can't be hits Kingdom, is Come, till Kingdom Come which I think yeah. I picked in top five before and it I is lo- actually a nice song it's a great song and I wonder did he write it for him or was it his approximation of a Johnny Cash song I can't remember
2: I, yeah I remember him talking about the album when it came out and he said we wrote this for Johnny Cash it also does
3: not sound like Johnny Cash but um, anyway so Beyonce did end up on this song it's it's bad um, so this is my favourite thing ever uh, I remember this at the time I love it according to Chris Martin when asked about the origins of this song him for the weekend he said and I quote I thought I'd like to have a song called drinks on me yeah I love this sonic where you sit <laughs> where you sit on the side of a club and buy everyone drinks because you're so fucking cool I was chuckling about that when the melody came, drinks on me, drinks on me. Then the rest of the song came out. I presented it to the rest of the band and they said, we love this song, but there's no way you can sing drinks on me. So that changed into drink from me and the idea of having an angelic person in your life. Ruin who, it. Who I guess is Beyonce. Um, can I jump in here oh, just please, for a yeah, minute? Oh, please, please, yeah.
1: They did not say they loved that.
3: Well, again...
1: I, plant, this is I claim false. This
3: is knowing where your bread is buttered, isn't it? We yeah. love a Chris. <laughs>
2: can we stay in Chris this band? Chris does seem yes, very Chris, and Chris. lovely, again lovely, but yeah. you reckon he is a bit of a dictator when it comes to the rest of the band? I think he probably is. Mm. He's in a, maybe of, maybe he's, in a passive-aggressive kind of way. He's got mm. kind
1: of like a grand vision, doesn't he? He like has a, to be. Wasn't there, was a there a documentary language, about them or am I there was I my mind. Was. It was
3: about this album, I think, it was, I think it was like A Head Full of Dreams. Um, there may have been another one since. I've never, I they're not very interesting as people, I don't think. No. Um, but they have you know I do, they're not quite in the YouTube racket of like here are 10 classic songs but I do
2: like a good few
3: Coldplay songs this is not one of them because <laughs> it's
2: very bad I well, never gave it away I never understood why he couldn't sing drinks on me Um, He sang worse He sang much worse Before and after um, drink from me Is
3: just disgusting But even like The lead single (laughs) off this The lead single off this album Was um, Guy
1: Full of Stars right? No No, That was the next album
3: Adventure of a Lifetime I think it's called Oh with the video Do you remember the video With the He's he's like Animated Monkeys or something Yeah And that The first
2: line Is
3: Turn your magic on.
2: So hang on. That you, was the moment they gave up. You can't say, me, up. But you can say turn your magic on. Yeah, yeah. That was the moment they gave up and they're just like we're just going to write hits and yeah. be a pop act and <laughs> just try and stay as commercially successful as possible. Well,
3: there's only one more album scheduled before they eventually break up. I still haven't seen them live. I do
2: want to. Yeah, I believe it's a great spectacle. Yeah. I saw them in the Phoenix Park. I was reviewing it and it was not good, I not Oh, <laughs> wow. No, I didn't think it was the setting necessarily for it. Was this
1: before All the confetti cannons And paint and all the good they stuff They were
2: just Bringing in the cannons There was confetti I remember Brushing confetti There's off There's always confetti <laughs> oh, yeah. The Gavin it's... James
3: Of English rock music
2: Okay who have you got For number four And the best Craig Okay um Another cautionary tale I guess But this is a bop So cheer up everyone okay. Now open your mind up And listen to me Kendrick I'm in your conscious If you do not hear me Then you will be B. Kendrick I know that you're nashes right now And I'm hoping to lead you To Victor B. Kendrick if I take another one down I'ma drown in some poison abuse on my limit I think that I'm feeling the vibe I see the love in her eyes I see the feeling of freedom
4: is granted as soon as The damage of I could have robbed This how you capitalise This is parental fast in I stand apparently I'm over influenced By what you are doing I thought I was doing the most that someone said to me Nigga, why you baby sitting? Only two or three shots I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch First you get the
2: swimming pool Have to feature him It's Kendrick Lamar Swimming pools As Adam walks back into the wait, studio wait. With beers <laughs> (laughs) Um, As that clip was playing and we were really revelling in it, um, he got up and he went for more beers. And that's kind of the magic of this song, right? Turn your magic on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is a song that is completely about the perils of drink. Um, How it, you know, the problems it can create in families, how it can kind of run in bloodlines that you have issues with it, how it comes back to, which was a a really big early topic for Kendrick, peer pressure, I guess, and just society... um, Um, shoving you in a certain direction that is not good for your mind, body or soul. Um, It's outrageous in the way it uh, kind of portrays drinks to such a cartoonish extent that it should feel sickening. And yet there's kind of at the same time because of the beat, because of the delivery, big, like, fuck it energy. And you're like, you know what? Quite fancy a shot. <laughs> 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 you know, tonight's a bit of a write-off. Yeah, I'll just, like, dive into the void or something. Like, there's a weird darkness to it. Welcome Oblivion. Yeah, and it was his first big hit, I guess, right? Definitely the first song of his I ever heard. Really? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably was roundabout there for me as well, actually. Now think about it. Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a big commercial success. And it's interesting to me that he, like you think of this being a, a executive produced Dre album, he is like the new leading light of hip hop, and his breakthrough song is this very complex track that deals with kind of morality, um, people's kind of well being, and has it kind of showcases Kendrick's um, multiple voices and perspectives. He doesn't feel singular. There's nothing really deeply hedonistic about it. And then you go, okay, that's the way he's announced. Do you remember when like 50 Cent was announced in the club and it was just like, it's your birthday, let's go fucked up? And there's like no other layers to it, despite it being an amazing song. This is just like really hidden depths. Um, he's an interesting one as well because he's like famously teetotal, or is he? Like he will, like the last album he kind of evokes drinking to cope and in this song he talks about his grandfather having issues with it as well um there's that track you as well where he basically is kind of rapping as if he's drunk so he, he clearly has his own relationship with alcohol it's a complex one and he just nails it he just nails the naughtiness of what it is and yeah it's somehow also a jam
3: yeah it's amazing yeah.
2: Um, Craig gave me this
3: slight like apologetic hat to, when, when, when I started playing and I, in my head I was like what What are you apologizing yeah, for yeah 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 <laughs> like, this is incredible and like even hearing there on Adam's big speakers oh the production it sounds stunning
1: the production it, itself is like such an amazing yeah like it's a triumph in what it like brings across in terms of the subject matter of the song as well yeah it's those like kind of super
2: hypnotic. Synths. Yeah, T-minus was on production for that it's just yeah brilliant yeah I've, I've nothing to add
3: uh, he's a genius so next up for me right um, Craig I picked this song <sighs> ah, sorry I was
4: just <laughs> telling me <you. laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry Kendrick I picked this song just for you Ooh. so back on the worst song is about drinking any ideas? I have no idea, so. All right, go. Let's go. So I'm mostly hoping here by picking Drunk Girls by LCD Sand System to resurrect uh, Craig's rant about that album from two years ago which is still probably my favourite no encore moment uh,
1: just this just an is overrated albums moment overrated
3: albums please go back to that episode top yeah. five most overrated albums and Craig went the, Craig went the fuck off on <laughs> this is happening
2: I, c- I couldn't bear that clip it's such an annoying song there was a moment that he looked at me and I picked it on purpose because I knew
3: <laughs> yeah. it's when he goes you know drunk girls take an hour to pee it's uh, like you're so uh,
2: uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, but he's being wry and yeah, yeah. ironic <laughs> and all that kind of. <laughs> like oh. he, no <laughs> it's got everything I dislike about LCD sound system just that that kind of you know wink wink nudge nudge I'm too cool for school thing second of all just shamelessly ripping off um, your kind of your influences it's just White Light White Heat by Velvet Underground the exact same melody which is a tremendous song but that's now ruined for me <laughs> and third of all they're like <laughs> propensity for picking their most annoying songs as like Lead singles for every album. Every big single from every album from them, I'm pretty sure, is the worst track on it, which makes me just question the whole operation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the whole point of this band existing, Craig, is that, you know, he, he put his
3: money where his mouth is because yeah. he hated the bands he was seeing out on the nights out that he went on. And at the age of 38 or something, he
2: was like, I'm going to do something about it. I, I kind of do like that and I hugely respect that. And I do like a lot of their songs, but I just, they rub me the wrong way sometimes. So but. talking about this one back in the day
3: with Pitchfork, he said uh, the song is about drunk people. And <laughs> oh,
4: fucking hell.
3: <laughs> it's about drunk people and fun things. And the fact that all the boys of the LA mansion we recorded at were called The Girls by our chef. We were the ladies of the mansion. Ooh. So there you go, Craig. Maybe it's not misogynistic after
2: all. Maybe I feel it's like that's a, that's a cancellation right there, no? <laughs> on him? Yeah, probably. Maybe, I don't know. Um I just think it's really
3: obnoxious. Um what was he called before? Like a short dumb song? It's like four minutes.
2: Um that that's that's what I don't like about him putting out singles like this. It's it's so patronizing. It's like the mainstream audience won't get my masterworks, so I'm going to write a dumb song that is, is I know is going to be popular because people don't get me. Do you know what I mean? It's that whole, but like his crowd though, shitting. his crowd though, and I'm part of that crowd because I do
3: love a lot of LCD Sound System. But like, Surely the crowd are you know they're in they're in it for the irony as well. Like, I mean, like he's he's not playing fucking like Wembley.
2: No, he's playing like NFT exclusive parts. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's true.
3: Um, I think it's a hateful song. I think it's a hateful song. I think it's arguably their worst song ever. It's trash. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not funny. No. Fuck him. Next. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just just, before we move on, I've never seen Craig get more
1: (laughs) (laughs) wound up.
3: (laughs) Craig.
2: <laughs> he, he, yeah, I don't know it's my kryptonite. That song. Yeah, yeah, I that. Down, you tamped it down. He tamped it down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's soothe my soul with um, a dark little lullaby. Nice.
4: Tequila.
2: Yeah, that one's for you, Dave. Tequila, champs. We're back in the 1950s. Sorry, who's this? Uh, the Champs. The Champs. Yeah. Which you don't need to remember The Champs, really. Um, when this was recorded, The Champs didn't exist. Um, the players were just having a jam. They were trying to write a hit. This was, it's one of those like age-old stories of like this being the throwaway B-side on something they thought might be a hit and it just ended up becoming massive when like some DJ in like Cleveland or something was just like, I'm going to flip this thing over. What, what do we have here? And people were just like, can you play that tequila song again? Um, and yeah, it instantly just kind of got massive it was a struggle Uh, there was no shortage as I was saying earlier of songs that like really mine the depths of um the human spirit and the dark places you can go with drink but songs that are genuinely good that evoke the good times of drinking kind of felt few and far between like all the really good kind of debauched songs were actually more about like drinking and drugging, Dave, um, and hedonism and abandon and pure, like, let's have a beer and a great time, they probably deserve to be on your worst list. This was the one that I kept coming back to where it's like, it actually evokes, like, the the innocent glee of, like, that first shot where you're just like, this. Is, we're putting down a marker, like, there's no worries from this point on for the rest of the night. It's just fun times. Um, and I think it just works in that kind of way. So, yeah, the champs were... This slapdash act that was thrown together in 1957. Um, Dave Burgess, this rockabilly singer-songwriter from California, who often recorded under under the name of Dave Dupree, um, <laughs> he, he didn't have any hits. Um, he was looking to kind of record one with Challenge Records. And a recording session was organised with this kind of motley crew, not the motley crew, but uh, Cliff that Hills on been, bass. That would have been out of control. <laughs> yeah. And the Flores Trio, which was Danny Flores on sax and piano, Gene Alden on drums, and lead guitarist. Buddy Bruce. I <laughs> just love all the names. Yeah,
1: all the great names, didn't they back yeah, then?
2: Yeah, they got together. Uh, I don't think they'd ever kind of worked together before. Um, they recorded this Burgess song called Train to Nowhere um, and a few other songs, "Night Beat" and All Night Rock. This was the last song they recorded and it was just a jam around. Um, it's kind of based on a Mambo song and the riff had come to like Danny Flores like months before and he just got completely hung up on it because it's tremendous. And ended up, as I said, on a B-side. It was flipped over. It reached number one on the Billboard charts. And that was kind of it for them. Um, they also did that like very 1950s thing of just going, okay, we're going to do like sequels to this song. So another song arrived called Too Much Tequila. <laughs> um, and they had a bit of a hit with that. I think it reached 19, or let's see, 19, about 19th on the Hot 100. And then... Decades later, okay, so the band fell apart about like 1965 with little to no success. And in 2020, Dave Burgess, who is now uh, 87 years young, resurrected the champs and recorded 12 new tracks for an LP entitled Tequila Party. <laughs> You've got all these octogenarians just rolling out songs about tequila. I don't know how successful that w- was, but... Um, the fact that the the it got is. made is your success. <laughs> so, you know, all that tequila paid off. Okay. So, first of all, I should
3: say earlier on, someone who, I forget who it was, but someone today did say to me, will Craig pick tequila? And I went, I don't think so. I love it so much. I said, it's not his style, but turns out, <laughs> out I don't know you. <laughs>
4: um,
3: okay. Number two for me. Um, this is a cover and like the person who wrote it originally, I do like and have time for. But then again, he says this is one of his favorite covers of his own songs and it's appalling craig so enjoy the first 30 seconds of this fucking tripe oh god could actually feel the air being sucked out of the room when that came on it wasn't even joyous LMFAO we were far, <laughs> we were yeah, yeah. far removed this is UB40 it's red red wine uh cod reggae bullshit yeah 1983 went to number one in the UK Bookaroo. that wasn't that wasn't good enough for them so they re-recorded it in 1988 went to number one in America in America Craig um, <laughs> fucking hell Neil like, Diamond song right it's a Neil Diamond yeah. song they apparently didn't know that they thought it was by somebody else and then when they saw like in the credits N Diamond they thought it was someone else they were like those are a Jamaican artist possibly um, yeah it's just I don't really know what I can say about this apart from I hate it and I, I think it's awful I hate the fucking insistence of it I hate the beat I hate the vocals I hate that it reminds me of listening to Radio when I was a kid. Yeah, it was very classic hits.
2: Very classic hits, isn't it? It was always
3: on. In the 90s, it was always on. I was like, what the fuck? You can't get away from this
2: thing. Yeah. I don't know much about UB40, but I never. Who would want to? The kind of 1980s UK reggae, like commercial reggae scene these guys and to Sting. a lesser extent yeah the police <laughs> oh can we just not just leave it, like it out just like just, also, no taste you
3: know, what, you know what else I don't like I don't like red wine
2: um, uh, yeah I know red wine can do one I know Craig, Craig likes a glass of I actually of red. don't I haven't had a glass of red I would say in, in 11 years a year 11 because years.
3: <laughs> I, I do like it I, I do like it but it gives me heartburn there's an outstanding <laughs> photograph of Craig from back in the day where he's yeah. sitting in his, uh, his house on a Sunday evening yeah, with legs glass, crossed legs crossed in <laughs> his mustard yellow pants. Glass of Red Glass of Red reading Sunday Independent Life magazine and I was like who is this man (laughs) Uh, Red Wine yeah not a fan not really a wine guy at all Um, it was between this or it was Adele's I like wine
2: oh yeah have you ever a more
3: like a more fucking you know like AI generated concept thing could not exist Adele I drink wine because she's
2: just like me. Fuck off. Oh my God, terrible. This is worse though. This is (laughs) actually worse. I remember going, I had that moment where I was like, I'm going to go back to the original because I didn't know Red Red Wine by Neil Diamond. And I'm like, I bet you this is actually a class song. You know, you have that moment when you like go back to your original, like, oh my God, I've just like unearthed a, a little kind of treasure. Only it's I not, know about this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Neil Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, even the Neil Diamond version. Well, it surprised. just feels clumsy. I yeah. don't like the lyric... Like this thing of just like... Red, red wine, it just goes being, to my like, head, yeah. Yeah, like, and it is it it is doing that thing of like it's soothing me, but... It's, it's a miserable song, Adam. Yeah, can I... I'm
1: I'm going to fact check this, right? <laughs> yeah, but you, you said you, d- you didn't know much about UB40. I had heard, and again, I need to fact check this because this could be totally wrong. Craig was in
3: UB40. No, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it was more so that I think it was like either the guitarist or the singer from UB40... I know so little about it they could be the same person Yeah, was in a UB40 cover band
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent
1: after they'd broken up I think I, I'm gonna, gonna check do? I mean,
2: I'm i gonna check
3: that now but I you think you send that in that, your
2: CV that's like Jesse J
3: appearing on like the what was it the Chinese, Chinese X Factor and winning it it was like that shouldn't be allowed like come on like you're a professional
2: that is very good. Yeah, I do like that. I, I I feel like UB40 were a group as well that had maybe ten members. Do you know what I mean? Just they definitely me had a bunch. A big, yeah, ba- you know that. Yeah, big it was band a collective. Yeah. yeah, I mean you know much, so.
3: with with songs coming as thick and fast as the cover of Red Red Ryan. What
2: other tunes did they have? I don't. I don't know.
3: I don't know. I also feel like, I feel like they are perennially playing festivals around like the, the Midlands in the UK. Yeah. I have fact checked
1: it is true. Excellent.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, respect, I, I respect that more than I respect. But it's not even
1: called a co- It's a U UB4 tribute act. Yeah. It's even worse. It, it makes even less sense, to be honest.
2: Anyway. I mean, just listen to the specials, you know? Yeah. All right. Okay. And my number two is actually in the same kind of lyrical territory. So it's about that. Um, it's kind of trying to evoke the happy... Haze of using drink to kind of get away from your problems for you know an evening's respite but it's obviously doing more harm than good but uh, the difference here is this is a really really good song
4: <laughs> me will. I'll keep them still Drink up baby Forget the stars I'll kiss
2: Elliot Smith uh, Between the Bars Uh, quite something hearing that whispered voice as well on those great speakers Dave Um, what a song now you understand why I had to go Tequila for the last one because I was going to put in something like Here Comes a Regular (laughs) by The Replacements I'm like I can't have so many songs in a row that are just so wistful and devastating and yeah this is maybe his best song I would say just from um, how he spins that kind of tale of being out in the town, being completely beholden to drink, realising you're kind of slipping away and losing agency, but also realizing that you need something and get something from it and the kind of clever lyrical things of between the bars you know you're out in the town between the bars you're absolutely trapped between the bars of music um I realize I'm taking a lot of the magic away just by going here's what that metaphor means here's what that (laughs) metaphor means um but yeah he was a master Uh, this is off either or which is my favorite Elliot Smith Album which is not a brave choice, I know, but he wrote this and Say Yes in one sitting whilst he was watching Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> what the fuck. And that says everything about the man. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah.
3: No, it's gorgeous. It's it's absolutely beautiful. It's kind of its own genre. Um yeah. I rewatched it recently. This isn't the song at the end of
2: Goodwill Hunting, right? It's in Goodwill Hunting. But um, is, is, is it, it at of, the end I haven't seen it in the years? S-
3: check that. I fucking watched it on a plane recently. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's this, or it's another big one of his. My brain is absolutely blanking, and Adam will check. Yeah, now, but like Miss
2: Misery was obviously the one that um is Miss Misery. At the end credits, yeah. that, that's the end credits. Okay. Yeah. But this is in Goodwill Hunting. I'm not going insane. Oh, it is 100 is. Okay. I think he's got three songs in it. I can't. That remember sounds it. It right. Um, um, that yeah. song as well opens with like I'll fake it through today with a with some help from Johnny Walker Red. So yeah, yeah. A recurring theme from uh, a gorgeous artist uh, steeped obviously
3: in tragedy and of course that elevates the music to a a, 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 a melancholic
2: apex. Also and- Madonna's favorite ever song apparently. This is yeah. She was on Twitter doing a cover of it like over lockdown and she's like this is my favorite thing. So yeah. Huh.
3: Great. At least she did some good things during lockdown. Um, oh,
2: my danger in lockdown. Right. Um, so, I'm into it. Before we get to
3: my number one, Craig, I have a bonus choice <laughs> because it's my bonus. I somehow found a worse song for my actual number one than this pick. So this is the runner like this isn't okay.
4: <laughs> I'm confused. does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah. It no, does, yeah. The
3: song that I have for number one is somehow worse than this. Okay. Song.
2: So you're cheating by but including but the... now seven songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honorable mention, but it's fine. We're getting uh, loose. <laughs> hey Adam, let's get loose. Let's go to the bar again, shall we? <laughs>
3: Right, no, sorry. The actual bonus clip, right, which is not my number one, but I had to find a way to include it, so I am shamelessly crowbarring it. You used to do this all the fucking time. You were like, here's six songs, really.
2: Yeah, fair enough. So Hollywood...
3: Revenge for Bonnie Tyler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Bonnie Tyler will have her revenge. Okay, this is what happens when a Hollywood megastar... Now, I can't can't slag him off by saying, like, decides to have a pop career because he did make music as he was rising as an actor he is a multi-talented uh, entertainer okay but his music has kind of escaped me for the most part apart from one very high profile obvious one that we'll reference in a moment uh here's here's T Pain backing up Jamie Foxx let's go <laughs> She Tipsy It's uh, That's Jamie Foxx Featured T-Pain The song is Blame It Brackets On the alcohol yeah. Close brackets It's from his third Studio album Intuition Released in 2008 I uh,
1: didn't have the Intuition to hold back on putting yay. this out no. <laughs> Well he's, he's
3: released Five albums total yeah. This album features Several guest artists Including T-Pain T.I. Lil Wayne Nao Fabulous And of course Kanye West Which was in reference Slow Jams yeah. The amazing Slow Jams That I once despised But now I think is one of the best Songs ever I had to mention it it's a bit of fun it's stupid it's bad it's drowning in auto-tune which you might expect but like
2: good lord guys I forget yes. how much auto-tune there was do you know what I mean it was just he been yeah. started that all off like we hugely did yeah use it and, as an um, instrument as Pioneer. we've talked about before a, a brilliant voice when you know unadorned true um, true. that tiny That's desk like his tiny desk right yeah yeah, yeah. Or he's just great so
3: I st- we're bringing it back home though if we're number one right okay. so we start with the Coronas who are number five A voice in the room may have said, this is number five, what's number one? Well, I'll tell you. So, because the Coronas, I think, you know, uh, bad as they are, uh, mediocre as they may be, um, harmless enough, you know, but an act (laughs) stricken with poison from the streets of Dublin released a absolute fucking war crime (laughs) into the world back in the summer of 2016.
4: Um, here it is. This summer, this summer, we're staying out singing Let's Get Right This, summer, this summer, We'll walk around like we just had sex All the girls are with the boys Check them out with the cut of denim jeans on this summer, this summer, You can go
3: and fuck yourself very rude
1: altogether. I haven't heard this song. Ever. But no, I have. I In a long time. So hang on, I'm and
3: just going to, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to people put me out of the mystery immediately. I'll come back to you. Okay. It is, do you know who it is? Who is it? It's Key West. Oh, it's Key West. I don't think I've heard this. You're oh, very lucky, man. Part? You have now. You yeah, have now. It's Key though. West and the song is This Summer, Irish pop folk band from the streets of Dublin. They were former buskers. Adam.
1: Of a mouthful of crisp <laughs> I'm so sorry so, 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 so do I this immediately <laughs> evokes
2: like bootcut jeans brown shoes and too much brill cream doesn't it it's <laughs> <Yeah. is> like <laughs> you can smell this
1: <laughs> a, a horrendous stain on Irish music and, sorry I'm, I'm finished my crisp alright <laughs> um, I haven't heard this song in so long and I'm so upset that you brought it back but I'm also so
3: glad I can't believe you've even heard it at all I mean they're not yeah. exactly the biggest band in the world but um, yeah strange band kind of rotating cast of characters here but mainly frontman Andy Kavanagh there with his earnest you can go fuck yourself what are you doing <laughs> or
1: as you call him during the week to me on WhatsApp Andrew Key West
3: uh, Andrew Key West yeah um, <laughs> it's just
2: running for the enemy now aren't you? it's
3: just re- it's just really bad stuff they've been around for they've been bothering um, you know anyone who'll listen for quite some time during the hot press era they were always kind of around um, yeah I just don't think they're any good. And I think they're down to, like, two members now, possibly. Dude, there's of, two
1: original members.
3: Doing lots of rubbish, earnest covers and stuff. And it's just very bad, very arrogant. Um, they had an album, and, like, the front cover of it made them look like a Christian rock band. So I don't know if they are. Um, look, I mean them no ill will. But they've 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 damaged enough eardrums with their absolute dreck for long enough that they need to be kind of called out. And this one isn't, like, overtly. Like, there's, like, you know, like we're saying let's get wrecked so that's like you know that's the alcohol reference and there's lots of shots in the video and stuff shots 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 shot, shots
2: it's a line that doesn't work no. in the song Do you well, know does I mean? it work it more feels... than
3: we're walking around like we've just had sex <laughs>
2: Let's find something to rhyme
3: around. What is that
4: walk? I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> also like.
4: Oh, any
1: ideas? Th- no. Like,
3: that's, like right it. no that's not going into it. No, that's not going into it. But I do have, Craig, um, on the spot for you, I've got a Key West quiz. Oh my God!
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I play the quiz sting. It's it's thing. Considering I hadn't yeah. heard that song, I'll play, play the quiz it. thing. Play the quiz ding.
4: <laughs> That's such a long
2: intro <laughs> The Key West quiz 30 seconds of audio So um, How it, many questions I've won <laughs>
3: it's, kind, it's kind of One question Spread out over um, uh, It'll make sense In a second okay. right? For an act like Key West great, You really gotta go deep yeah. So this is my Did they win Or were they nominated Because on their Wikipedia page Which they have It says awards and nominations So they were nominated For a few things So we're going to go through these nominations. There are eight of them? Yeah, okay. okay. And all you have to do is tell me, did they win or were or were they just nominated? Okay, okay. So they're definitely nominated in each case, but yes. did, did they win, yes or no? Gotcha, okay. You ready? I've only had one beer. Okay. We're, yeah. we're going in chronological order. <laughs> Best new act at the Meteor Awards 2012. 2012 won. Incorrect. Oh, only nominated. Who took it, you know? Don't know. Okay. Didn't go that far. Best debut album at the Hot Press Hotties in 2012. Won because that was fan voted. Nominated. Oh. <laughs> so you're 0 for 2. I should have known that as well. They've won nothing so far. Just working there. <laughs> Up next. Into, yeah, so was I at that time. Um 98 FM's best street act in their best of Dublin Awards for 2014. Definitely won. They won that one. Okay, all right. Congratulations to Key West. <laughs>
2: congratulations yeah, to Craig
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> did they retain their crown the following year best street act best Dublin awards 2015 98
2: FM I mean how much competition is there
3: I assume the riptide movement were in there
2: oh god What's I'd say a, they'd, they'd like kind of graduated from that I'd say at that point right is that a are you saying that they didn't we'd had keep on keeping on at that point they'd broken through they were just you know ascending to higher echelons I'm gonna say they yes I'd say yes that they won. They won. They yeah. did,
3: in fact, win. yes
2: two, years in, two in a row, baby. <laughs> the the two piece. So, uh, whatever's the funniest answer, go with that. I think, yeah. So,
3: um despite releasing their first song in two thousand nine, they're up for best. They're up for most promising artist at the Hot Press Hotties in twenty fifteen.
2: Oh, they can't have won that. Yeah, they won it they? Did won they? It. <laughs> <laughs> funniest answer. They were, the, they were the most promising artists in 2015. Six years into their career, Hot Press. Hot. I mean, whatever you say about them, that's an incredible achievement. I'd it's pretty say, good. I'd yeah.
1: say they were a lot further than six years into their career at that point as well. <laughs> yeah.
3: Best best song in the Irish Post Music Awards of 2018. Did they win best song? Irish
2: Post. Oh, the Irish Post. Yeah. Um, nominated. Correct. Okay.
3: So you're doing pretty well here. You got in a, a roll That's four in a row. At the same awards, they're up for two other awards. They're up for Best Album. Did they win Best Album? Um, no, nominated. Correct. Okay. And finally, they're at the same awards in 2018. They're up for Best Act. 2018? Mm-hmm. Can't be. Yes, they won. No, they didn't.
4: no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you did well there though you got yeah, six yeah. did you get six he got, got the first two wrong, wrong so. three wrong Yeah, three wrong okay he's got one two three four five maybe okay. five five I think yeah, yeah five okay there you go not too bad you want know, uh,
1: meatloaf said five out of eight ain't bad
3: <laughs> so yeah this summer by Key West uh, if you want to have the aural equivalent of Root Canal go look it up and if you don't
2: you can go fuck
3: yourself <laughs> Okay,
2: that. from the ridiculous to the sublime um, Here's a song that uses drink as a metaphor, Dave um, This one's for Prince Okay
4: I would
3: still be on my...
2: Bringing things down for the end of the show. It's Joni Mitchell, of course. It's A Case of You from Blue. Um, one of the greatest albums of all time. Again, not too controversial. Uh, Prince Adored It, I think his favourite song. Lyrically, it's a masterpiece. Um, just, I could just start quoting the song, which I might just do a little bit. Um, I love that kind of opening gambit of just before our love got lost you said I am as constant as a northern star and I said constantly in the darkness where's that at if you want me I'll be in the bar tremendous I just realized listening to it this week I'd always thought that chorus of like I could drink a case of you and still be on my feet That like okay we're going through tough times but you still like have this power and we're still attracted and you're still tremendous and then I realised, actually, maybe it means that she's now impervious to, like, your effects and stuff, which is like, okay, there's a meaning there. She's a tremendous writer. I didn't also realise this is apparently about Leonard Cohn. <laughs> so I went down a whole rabbit hole of, like, their relationships over the decades, which is probably more interesting than just waxing lyrical about a case of you. So they had a brief relationship in, like, 1967. Um, And she was completely enamored with him as a writer. She was kind of a young songwriter. Um, She kind of went under his tutelage in terms of writing stuff. Um, She's like, I'm I'm not a big reader. Can you like give me a reading list? And he's like, yeah, of course. I mean, it seems to be working for you. So maybe you shouldn't kind of read widely because your songs are incredible. But here's all my favorite stuff. And um, she got this incredible kind of list of like Camus and I Ching and loads of different things. And... She then has some very interesting quotes like after they broke up where she's like, once I started reading like his reading list, I kind of lost the love for his writing. I thought he was like the best songwriter on the planet. And then I realised that he was just like stealing stuff from Camus. I was like, what? Hold on a second. My beloved Leonard Cohen stealing stuff from Camus. And um, I did some digging and the lines she mentions like... Okay, for example, so she, like she was saying this up till very, very recently. Here's a, here's a direct quote from Joni Mitchell. I briefly liked Leonard Cohen, though once I read Camus and Lorca, I started to realise that he had taken a lot of lines from those books, which was disappointing to me. Um, she previously described him as a mirror to my work, uh, the person who showed me how to plumb the depths of my experience she then went on to call him in many ways a boudoir poet This <laughs> is <was just laughs> like fucking hell um, but she said yeah unfortunately in the Camus I found he lifted lines walk me to the corner our steps will always rhyme that's literally a Camus line so I thought that's like Bob Dylan When I realised that Bob and Leonard were lifting lines, I was very disappointed. (laughs) So she's just like completely burying them. But anyway, of course, there's people on Reddit that were like, "What is? What songs is she like talking about? What are the Camus quotes?" And no one can find any direct lifts at all. Okay. And Leonard Cohen said, "I read somewhere that Joni felt I had tricked her in some way because I hadn't told her." Camus had written a book called The Stranger and that I'd written a song called The Stranger. The song had nothing to do with the book, nor was I the first person to call a song The Stranger. She felt that I plagiarized Camus. I'm just like, okay, that's quite weird. So she's just a liar is what you're saying here, Craig. I have no idea. I mean, clearly it came from somewhere. Um, Maybe she was just reading more into it than other people. but I can kind of get it. Yeah. She was just mostly like, quoting she was a like, Leonard Cohen right? is a complete original. He's just like carving out his own path and then she reads all these people and she's like, oh, he's just aping those, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, I agree with the sentiment. The Man of, of his day, basically, Yeah. yeah Joni Mitchell probably... More talented than Leonard Cohen, even? I don't agree right with that. Right up there with Dylan. No. Nope. I think her run... Oh, yeah. yeah, Dylan's fine, yeah, but not, <laughs> not having Cohen. We all have her favourites. Her run of albums in the 70s. Blue is the one, obviously, everyone knows, but Court and Spark, I mean, Hissing of Summer Lawns, Hijira, which is my personal favourite. She was right up there with the very, very best. I'm just being flippant. <laughs>
3: She's obviously amazing. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, shamefully, I'm not as educated in Johnny Mitchell as I should be. I should probably arrest that, shouldn't I? So, listening to the Coronas and the Key West and the LMFAOs of the world. I mean, you, you had a brief, you. right? You do you. I had a I brief, yeah. Adam's right. I had
2: a brief. Get off my back. And I. <laughs> I you delivered in spades. I, I fucking nailed Seven it. songs, I believe.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and an intro. I, yeah. I, I also um, sent Adam six songs. See? Yeah. I fucking. I told you. Do you want a blast of my, uh, what was meant to be an intro? Well, I will say, uh, we could well, say it for the outro. It wouldn't make, okay, let's go ahead. it wouldn't make for an intro,
3: but I would say I was, I, I think it's very strong with this, Craig. I was surprised not to see Cat Power lived in bars on there.
2: Yeah, that was in my, I actually cut a clip of that, um, but it didn't make it. What I realised this week is that she released a covers album this year. She covered a pair of brown eyes. No way. Yeah. And I was like, okay, she's always tremendous at covers. Um oh, her covers this, are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I found a reason. Oh, beautiful. God,
3: yeah. In this case, not good. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, she didn't sell it whatsoever. Wow, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, well, look, um, that's No Encore for the week, everybody. Uh, it's patreon.com slash encore. if you really love the show and if you just like it. It would be great if you kept listening and told people about it. Encourage them to do the same. Mm. And of course, you know, like I say, whether it's a hot beverage, whether it's a, a flaming shot. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I didn't pick? I, maybe I should save it for another day. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> I didn't pick. I, I, I really, because like we he was our number one last week and I will pick it again at some point in the future. But like, it's not really about drinking. It's more about. Uh, all kinds of animal drugging yeah it's all 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 kinds of primal behaviour but like uh, there's a reference to like uh, there's a line in there hotter than a shot of Cuervo which is uh, it's LL Cool J's Control Myself featuring Jennifer Lopez me to when at the end he does the Zzzzzz So good. I didn't pick that. I mean, I think we've done it enough. It's it's very good song in a bad way. That's the show for the week. And like I say, drink responsibly, whatever it is you're drinking, whether it's water, whether it's alcohol, or, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is you're into, man. I
2: don't know. Yeah, You do you. Yeah. But
3: you have an outro for us now, apparently.
2: Oh yeah, this is linking back to the World Cup, Um, which we are watching at home and drinking whilst watching, I guess. Are we? (laughs) 10am? I actually, (laughs) I haven't, no, but it's something you can do. Sure. Before we we do jump out of the episode, I would like to... Oh, of course, yes, (laughs) sorry, sorry. (laughs) Uh, uh, I
1: I would like to just say, um, New Before the Encore, coming on Monday, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) with Root Medjbear, an amazing live photographer um, who has kind of worked in the music industry for she a very a, very long uh, time Hot
3: Press trenches with Craig and I back in the yeah uh, we, uh, and we spoke Legend.
1: about that as well Um, we spoke about kind of her, her time at Hot Press and how that kind of you know how it all spurned into what she's at now and she shot Glastonbury last year yeah. and it, it, incredible or this year should I say Um, host the radio
3: show now as well yeah host
1: the radio show spotlight in Dullton City FM every uh, Wednesday I believe at at 2pm so yeah we get into that Um, she's a Christmas event coming up and again it's all in the episode but as I alluded to in earlier monologues we do have a clip show for the end. Of oh, the year. you're you're coming out with the you? of course. Yeah. <laughs> because what He's I want to bear. Because, no, because mystery no, <laughs> is unwrapped. Yeah, because what I want to do is I want to ask the listeners out there what their favorite moments of the year are. Oh, And if they, out. Right, and if right, they fair, have fair. any favorite moments in particular, if they could shoot us a message on either Twitter DMs, Twitter mentions, Instagram DMs, or. NoEncore Show at gmail.com. Yeah, which we never fucking check. Um oh, yeah. Instagram would be good, wouldn't it? At No yes. Encore Show. By the direct Instagram. line to the Instagram. <laughs> so. that's the red phone. Yeah, if anything strikes you <laughs> like,
3: yeah, like, you know, that was a good moment, lads. But you you have been on top of this though. There will be a best of.
1: I've been keeping a very well Yeah, well kept list. Yeah, I should say as well.
3: We are coming. We're at the end of November now, almost. So we haven't actually. We really should get on it, (laughs) fuck's sake. Uh, We haven't fully decided what we're going to do for end of year stuff. Mm. I think we might change it up a bit this year, which is reflective of the year that it's been. I don't think it's been a terrific year. Also, I don't know. I, I feel like we're kind of in the similar
2: boat. Like my active listening hasn't been as strong as it usually would be. Well, we kind of parked album reviews for yes most of the summer, and I think even earlier although there is one one that we probably
3: should do next week but you know what's next week um, Stormzy
2: Oh, yeah, okay. Coming, coming out tonight. Nice. As of the podcast oh, dropping. Interesting, yeah. okay. Yeah, yep. let's do that.
3: But yes, as you say, we haven't really been, you know, doing as many album reviews as usual. So I, I don't know. I mean, like, it might be tricky to do our usual kind of multi-mega countdown stuff, but we will do something. I mean, it may... for sure, yeah. the, the format may change, who knows, but there will be, uh, in December, towards the end of the month, there will be our traditional, in some capacity, best ofs, and there will also be a best of no encore, essentially, is what Adam's getting at. Best a clip of no show. encore
1: 2022.
3: Yeah as judged by us but like I say you're welcome to get involved whether it's Instagram at Show, Twitter at um or on Patreon
2: of course patreon.com
3: slash no of course
2: yeah longest outro ever here but Craig what have you got for us audio wise? Yeah listen okay we've talked about the World Cup and it's not the best of World Cups we're not really happy with the situation at the moment everything seems complicated and a bit dark so let's go back in time as we were wont to do to a better World Cup World Cup 98 let's do it